This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. Good morning, Melbourne. I'm back. It's Di. She's back. She's done her bucket list. Completed. Yeah, pretty much. Where have you been? Okay, tell us. It's been three weeks. I think I've been about six countries or something. I went to... Started in America, and uh, from America, I went on a cruise, and we did Colombia, Cartagena, um, Guatemala, Costa Rica, across the Panama Canal. Um, I'm sure there's more there. Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands. I I saw that picture. Yeah, and and something else. I can't even remember because there were so many. Oh, yeah, and Panama. Very good. Have you been to any of these places? Uh, No. I've oh, been to America. I've been to America, though. Yeah. Oh, we did one of those, you know, Hollywood celebrity hills uh, house tours, right? Oh, did you? <laughs> we went past LeBron's house. Really? Yeah. LeBron's house? I wow. S- I saw LeBron's house, and the interesting thing about this is, you know, when you go to the Hollywood Hills, it's basically, it's yeah. all very grassy, right? It's, it's very lush. So he thought, he wants to be left alone. So he did his down the valley in a little alcove where you can't actually get into. It's very isolated. Right. But- because they've had bushfires there, yeah, it's actually the worst place to be. Oh, yeah, would Yeah, because you can't evacuate without a helicopter. Oh, that's no skin off his nose. So LeBron's had to leave. Oh. Did he even leave? Oh, I mean, he's only just signed for the Lakers this season. I oh, know he was there last year as well, so he must live there. Most of the basketball players don't live in the same town they're playing, though. Oh, it's crazy, okay. yeah, because they just they live, they have a permanent base, and then they go and play whatever because they're on the road so much. Do you know he's got a pair of uh, Nike LeBron um, boots out? Did you know that? That's how they make their money. What do you call them? What do you call the long ones Shoes. they wear? Oh, uh, high tops. Hi, hi, can you say it with an American accent? High tops. High tops. They're yeah. at like $220. I don't know if that's American or Australian. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Man, it's an expensive Oh, you place. know, I mean, we've talked about this before. You know, Michael Jordan, he's the richest sports person on earth, and that's all through endorsements. All through Nike. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I went to Disney World. Happiest place on earth, Di. Is it? Well, I don't like queuing, to be quite honest. Do you? <laughs> uh, it depends what it's for. I just don't get it. I mean, it's fantastic. I went into – I went. have you ever seen Avatar? No. Well, I went and saw the Panda. I, I like on, sports, Di. I like sports. Enough about you. This is my bucket list. I went on the Pandora ride, which is absolutely amazing, even though you have to queue for nearly two hours for it. Uh, we got really lucky. I think we queued for an hour. And also the girl working there was an Aussie. Oh. So she gave us some extra fast track passes. Nice. But you queue everywhere. Like if you want to get some, even if you want to get a coffee from Starbucks, which is the worst yeah. coffee in the world, Ugh. people queue out the door around the corner in Disney World to get a Starbucks coffee. Really? Yeah. Is that bad? Do you have any other options in Disney World itself? Though? Oh, there's a few little kiosks. We just got some kiosk coffee, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. no worse, no better than Starbucks. But because it's Christmas, they've actually got this pumpkin latte oh, one out. No. They, you... Oh, they, well, no. No, that's not because of Christmas. That's because of Halloween and Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Christmas. Pumpkin isn't Christmas, Di. It's not Christmas. Oh, I don't know what they put. Christmas, yeah. Like, I remember Maybe. last time I was there, they had just brought out, there was like a craft brewery, which is the big thing, pumpkin beer. Oh, right, Pumpkinhead yeah. is a brewery over there. They use pumpkin a lot in their brewing. It's, ugh, I'm not a big pumpkin fan. It's, I don't mind it. I don't but, mind it. They, they go crazy with their pumpkins do. there, don't they? They grow them everywhere. But actually, one place I forgot to tell you was I went to Mexico. Oh, yeah? I went to San Carbo Lucas. Oh, yes. No, no, very well. Have you been there? Yeah. Have you been to Sammy Hagar's pub, oh, Carbo Wabo? We went to one place. I don't know. I, thought, I didn't realise it might have been. No, it was one on the beach, so uh, probably not. It was and, like a big shack, the and, one the place we went to. And the amazing thing was, this was over Day of the Dead. We were there. Oh, right. Okay. 
what is it, Los Dios Muertos. Los Dios Muertos, yes. Los Dios Muertos. And they had all yeah. the, you know, the Day of the Dead um, little structures to the family, yeah, yeah, yeah. the shrines. Actually, myself and Rob, who were uh, from 365 Days of Sport, we, we've got a friend that runs diving and skydiving charters in Cabo nowadays. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's having an absolute ball. He's a Kiwi as well. Big hello to Dan Tottil. Is he what? He can just go live there and work there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's out there now doing uh, skydiving like on a daily basis, and he's uh, he's recently got into shark diving trips, which is quite amazing. You know what? I, I like to scare people there. And they say, what's Australia like? I go, oh, it's great, but the wildlife will kill you. Well, it can die. Is it the spiders and it's, the snakes? It's real. I tell you now, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of fun to scare them. But I'll tell you what, Mexico, man, that place is hot, isn't it? Uh, it's a strange place, Mexico. It's the biggest urban sprawl in the world, Mexico City. You know that? No. Yeah, bigger than Melbourne. Melbourne's number two, by the way, if you want to know. Now, how are you going? You've um, had a few uh, <laughs> issues that you've I'm had resolved. Of, I'm getting there. I am getting there. Uh, yeah, I had, had my nose job done. Mm. I'm still getting used to it. It's all mm. right. I'm still a bit snotty, as you can tell. I've been a bit nasal for a while, but uh, yeah, we're getting there. We so are getting there. A nice there. little pert nose like Michael Jackson. I think they did a good job with you. I've only had one. He had about 19, didn't he, in the end? Can you smell, though? Because, I mean, Not yet. what did the doctor say? Will he be able to smell? They don't know. They oh. genuinely can't tell me until it happens. It what? may just so, all, they can't connect up the senses again, but. Why did you get it done? Because I couldn't breathe, generally. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was a mad snorer. Really? So I'm, I'm still snoring, apparently, so that's not a good sign. Oh. Anyway, talking about uh, sports, like we weren't, we've got some very special guests coming in after the break. Who are they? They are from the Victorian Roller Derby. Yes, who've just come back from the World Championships who were held in Montreal in Canada, and they, they didn't bring home the big one, but. They did come third. Amazing. So uh, we'll get uh, the girls in to tell us all about that. It would be absolutely awesome. And we will well, we'll talk to them about why they chose roller derby, why everything else is uh, very special and what happened in Montreal and uh, what kind of a party they had when they came third. We'll chat to these ladies next from the Victorian roller derby on the bucket list. Di, if you want to go on a sports tour experience, who are you going to choose? Sportsnet Holidays Beefy, Australia's number one provider of sports travel. They offer travel packages and tours to over 50 of the world's biggest sporting events. Sportsnet takes the stress out of organising travel to those bucket list events. So whether it's the Australian Open Tennis or the Isle of Man TT, Sportsnet will ensure you have the adventure of a lifetime. Make sure if you're going on a holiday to a sporting event, go through Sportsnet Holidays. Give them a call on 1300 888-858-1-300-888-858-SportsNetHolidays.com. Turn that dream sport trip into a reality. Good morning. You're on the bucket list, and it is good to talk to the good people at Travel Money Oz, as usual. We've got Shane Stedman, who is the sales and operations leader for the group. Absolute pleasure. Shane, how are you this morning? Good morning, Beefy. I'm well. How are you? Not too bad at all. Now, we're talking hidden charges or sneaky costs, as they like to be called nowadays. So, preparing for your holiday so you don't get stung. Yeah. So, when we all travel, the first thing we think of is our flights and accommodation. Uh, but planning and budgeting for airport transfers, the taxis, car hire can take you some big bucks as well. Uh, so a pre-booked airport transfer, for example, from JFK Airport in New York is $50 cheaper than a taxi. And pre-booking a hire car in London can cost as little as $47 compared to $300 on arrival at the airport. No, exactly right. We all know the price of things at the airport is way, way more expensive. You know, you're paying $10 for a can of Coke or whatever. Is currency exchange exactly the same? It is. I have one bit of advice. Quite simply, do not change it at the 
the airport. Like you said, look at the examples of like a bottle of water, a can of Coke, a beer, a meal can be sometimes almost double the price compared to what you would normally pay. And it's no different for airport currency exchange. Um, you've really got to watch out for the low exchange rate and the hidden fees. So you can end up paying a lot more for your currency if you leave it to the last minute. All right, then. Well, Shane, how do we get round it? Well, at the moment at Travel Money, we've got an amazing campaign on at the moment until the end of November. Um, it's our load and save campaign on our prepaid travel card, the currency pass. Uh, you load $500 and you get a bonus $10. Load 1000 and you get a bonus 25 And load $1,500, you get a bonus 40 Well, you can't get fairer than that. Obviously, if you exchange money with uh, Travel Money Oz as well, we throw in the rate move guarantee. Absolutely. So 14 days protection on your rate. Uh, come in, get your cash, have it all sorted. And if the rate moves in your favour, you get the difference back absolutely brilliant now in the run-up to christmas what other cost saving tips have we got for all our travelers shane so leading into christmas make the most of the load and save campaign be prepared with your currency exchange shop around make the most of our rate move guarantee and our best price guarantee absolutely do not leave it to the last minute no that absolutely sounds like something we should all bear in mind and obviously the most important thing is never change money at the airport Get involved with Travel Money Oz. Make sure you contact these guys first before you even do anything, especially if you're only now preparing for your Christmas holidays. Shane, how do we get in touch with Travel Money Oz? So, travelmoneyoz.com. Each store has a store locator page with all the details, the store phone number, the trading hours, how to get there. Uh, And we've also got free budget planners on the website as well, so you can have a little bit of a play around and and have a budget in mind before you come in and see us. Make sure you log on to travelmoneyoz. It's travelmoneyoz.com. Or give them a call on their 1300 number. That is 1300 426 997. All the information's there. They've got a uh, store locator as well as everything else and you can get your currency pass online at their website Shane thanks for joining us this morning hopefully you'll have a great weekend and four and a half weeks to go basically to Christmas thanks for having me BP this is the bucket list with Beefy and Diana Simons yes welcome back Melbourne it is the bucket list with me Beefy the world's biggest sports fan and Diana Simons fresh from a little jaunt to North America where she took in Disney World, the Panama Canal, and Los Cabos. And NASA. And NASA, of course. Cape Kennedy. Well, I guess they're back as well, Di. They've just come back literally this week from Montreal. It was the World Roller Derby Championships, and we've got a couple of the girls from the Victorian Roller Derby Girls. We've got Kelly Walker. Yes, we normally have all punny names and things, but Kelly, walk all over you or something, I don't know. (laughs) And Anna, pave you over. They're in the studio, fresh back from Montreal, celebrating not gold this time, but third place in the world. Girls, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us. It's great to be here. And I'd like to say if you maybe squint and look sideways, if Ron's <laughs> can look into a gold, so I'm going to take it. If we, we did... turn the lights the other way, it'd be all right. Yeah, we decided it was rose gold. <laughs> rose gold. Can't argue with that. Now, obviously, Montreal, it's a big thing. Now, you girls won this thing 2017, the world champions. That's got to be a great thing to you know, tell your kids and your grandkids and everything else that you were once a world champion. Yeah, it was a great feeling. I was there at the time on the bench and I was in a more supporting role at that time. And when I brought home the medal, I don't think my family really actually believed me. (laughs) I had to kind of bring it to them and show them and they realised that actually, yes, that is legitimate. And yes, I did actually get that. Uh, So it's definitely something that a lot of my friends will bring up in the tableside manner and raise as a discussion. And then we have to go through the 
what is roller derby conversation uh, and the whole, you know, discussion around the niche sport and how it works. Yeah, it was an exciting time and also an exciting time for Australian roller derby. You can't get better praise and obviously telling people you, you guys are the best in the world, that's for sure. For people that aren't that familiar with roller derby, can you tell us, explain to them what it actually is and, and, and a little bit about the history of roller derby, how it got started? Uh, so it started in Texas in 2004, I think it was, yeah. yeah it um, and it started as kind of an alternate uh, community space for women to come together and, and uh, support each other and be free and do something a little bit weird. And they joined these, they had these um, alternate names and the crowd came and um, it was a really great community in- environment to come together. And then it just kind of blossomed from there. So it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it came all over the world and here we are in Melbourne and it's kind of taken over a little bit it's a huge sport now and it's growing and it's growing and it's growing so it started as this small alternative um vibe and now it's this international um community yeah so i mean some players have you know some pretty unusual names (laughs) and some just go by their normal names say for instance if beefy were going to play what sort of do i need to change my name at all i would just go with beefcake there you go when you messaged me i was like is he mocking us Uh, throughout the show, we're going to work out a, the ultimate roller derby name for die. That would be oh, hilarious. Die. There's a there's a pun there already. Yeah. So die. what about doc- <laughs> what about Doctor Die? Oh, oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you've just Perfect. had a call from the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, uh, I've been following roller derby for a few years because obviously through 365 days of sport, we came out and mm. we we saw quite a few of the uh, bets. Men's roller derby is on the up as well. There's a lot more men. It was predominantly a, a female-only sport. And, uh, well, I know, I saw you girls absolutely smash the men a few years ago. That would have been uh, a great game to watch, yeah. I, I think you, it was like 280 to 60, <laughs> by the way. So it was quite one-sided. I mean, we were quite surprised about that because, obviously, roller derby is very physical. Yes. Um, there's a lot of contact, and you would have thought the men would, you know, not trying to be gender stereotypical here, but you would have thought the men would have had a physical advantage in terms of speed and bolt and power. But, no, you girls are uh, tactically, because there is a lot of tactics in this, were, were far more astute and far better at it than the, than they were. Well, I think it's a common misconception in a lot of sports, not just in roller derby, that because of the testosterone levels of men that they seem to appear like they're stronger and faster and able to do these things. But really, even like with women and also being able to show nowadays that there are strong women that are amazing and can do these great things, that using those sports like roller derby shows that um, women can outsmart or outbeat men in a game in front of, you know, hundreds of people to be able to see. And that game was a testament to be able to show that um, although the men's roller derby team were together and united in that front, the women's team that at that time was the Victoria team that we played as just had smarter strategy. And we used our strategy to outsmart that brawn. And that's the beauty of roller derby is that not only do you have to be strong individually or strong as a team, but you have to use that with a strategy to be able to execute really well and outsmart your opponent. Now, you girls probably seen Whip It 500 times each. The World Championships in Montreal, is that the vibe generally outside of the uh, the actual bouts? 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> Drew, Drew Barrymore may have been right at that point in time, but I mean, uh, it's it's very different in my opinion nowadays. Like a lot of the sort of rockabilly style that was initially there, yeah. is, it is still there in some pockets and particularly in smaller leagues around the world, but there's now this growing trend of athleticism and also showing how strong you can be with your fitness programs and regimes and also using your strategy um, to outsmart other people because you found this new bend in the rules that you're able to like adapt to and um, that's something that our team is really good at is finding bits in the rules that look misleading and then (laughs) outsmarting or tricking people into being able to use it for our advantage so uh, there's definitely some parts of the community that are part of the rockabilly fashion but a lot of nowadays it's actually more a community focus of bringing a lot of gender diverse people together bringing the uh, non-binary group together and also raising the awareness of transgender people and transgender folk because that is a really big part in sport that we're trying to contribute and bring forward to, to life. Vitally important. I did notice when I was looking through the rosters for the World Championships that uh, there's also, you know, how to address people and oh, yeah, pronouns, yeah, the pronouns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's quite interesting how you guys are bringing that in and I, I don't guess there's any kind of anti kind of the non-gender specific or non-binary or whatever into your kind of community either no we welcome them. yeah yeah I think um we really try and fight against any sort of um exclusion and any premise that those people who um do not fall into what we would consider the binary genders that we really push to make sure that they're included in everything yeah. and that's really core. it's a very much a core um value for us as a, yeah. as a league and as a sport mm. as well. So you guys would be skating around at some pretty fast astronomical speeds. How do you Space s- almost. Yeah, like <laughs> how do you, I was thinking that. How do you actually uh, minimise your injuries? We train a lot outside of our team training. So we focus a lot on movement and recovery and prehab and really focus on trying to prevent them yeah. <laughs> is the best way to do it. Um, we have personal trainers and exercise physiologists that support us, physios. So we, we really take it, our bodies really seriously because we only travel a few times a year. We really can't afford to miss out on anything. Um, so we really practice and push ourselves to make sure that we are at our peak at these times. Yeah. Obviously, this one was in Montreal, I think, mm. when you won it a couple of years ago. Vegas? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. So that obviously moves around the World Championship That's style. Right, yeah. All you girls are self-funded. I'm assuming there's not much help from the uh, Vic government or the Australian <laughs> uh, Sports Commission. That would be nice if yeah, you're listening, please. by the way. Yes. Uh, we, we do great work. Please feel free to reach out to yeah, us. Yeah, but they need the money to send to find life on other planets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Die, <you> know, <laughs> bringing back... Beatty was telling me that before. It was $50 million. Yeah, yeah. Scott Morrison gave $50 mm. million to Donald Trump to find life on Mars. I think Money the, well spent. the AFL women's um, and the cricket team at the moment is really giving us a lot of um, don't drive. F- don't forget the Matildas. The Matildas as well. Yeah. Mm. Giving us a lot of dri- Yeah, giving us a lot of drive <laughs> to really um, show our worth and show yeah. what we're capable of doing and showing the, um, the women in sport in Australia. So we really thank them for all their hard work and they're really giving us a lot to strive towards. How many people in your team? Uh, we have a team of 20 skaters. Um, per roster, there's 15 that go to a tournament. So we have um, some support skaters that help us with training. And then we have four or five coaches as well. So th- it's a big, big group. So any financial support that we do have, once you do spread it out over those 24 people, it gets pretty small. Yeah. So Yeah, any yeah. sort of um, like return that you get, it's like surprise money. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I finally get to not have to pay for my dinner tonight, you know? <laughs> like, All right. Well, we've got to take a break. Stick around. 
Does your sporting club or community group need help with fundraising? They all do. My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a 12-month-a-year revenue stream. With support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily, this revolutionary platform is a complete game-changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of their friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au and it's all free! What more do you need? All right, good morning. You're on the bucket list with me, Beefy. V8 Supercars, we're up to the Northern Territory now. Northern Territory doesn't host too many events, but when they do, they do it very, very well. Now, we're up to Hidden Valley. It is the Bet Easy Darwin Triple Crown V8 event. Daniel, how are you finding Darwin? Love it. What a great place to travel to, let alone go to a Supercars event. Uh, You're right. They put on an exceptional event every year, and Hidden Valley is one of the the better places to watch supercars. So what makes Hidden Valley so special? Hidden Valley is only 10 kilometres north of Darwin, so it's a short 15-minute drive from the hotel, so that's fantastic. The event itself uh, being mid-July instead of mid-June, so it's a great chance to escape the cold winter of of Melbourne and the East Coast. Average temperature in Darwin over that time is 31 degrees, so absolutely great time to be in Darwin. Nine different drivers have won the last 13 races, so it's not heavily dominated by one drop, which I always like. It's just a great circuit to watch supercars, even from the general mission area. For next year, which I love, there's what they're calling the Nitro Up North, uh, which are drag races, which are going to be held on the Saturday night after the racing. And as I mentioned earlier, Darwin is just such a great place, brilliant, fun place to visit. So much to see and do. Great fishing, sunset cruises, you know, Crocosaurus Cove where massive saltwater crocodiles, you know, protected by a cage, of course. Further afield, you know, you can explore Catherine Gorge, Kakadu or Litchfield National Park. And the nightlife is great as well. All around, this is a, an absolute cracking event. Well, you've just mentioned absolutely whole host of things to do. What special experiences are you including for our punters this year? I do have a, a soft spot for Darwin. I just, I just love the place and, and I love the supercars up there. But we have four and five night packages. Everyone who books with us gets three days guide deck access. It's a two-story premium area situated in the centre track, unparalleled views from both levels. Everyone gets access to the supercars pit car paddock area, opportunity to get up close and personal with the teams and drivers, access to Nitro Up North racing on the Saturday night, entry to the after-race concert on the Sunday with premium viewing as well. And those that book a five-night package will get a full-day offshore blue water charter game fishing experience. Some of the best fishing, and especially game fishing, is up off the coast of Darwin. So we include that for the five-night package. Wow, that is absolutely... Absolutely amazing. Now, Hidden Valley is a bit different to normal events. It's a bit more intimate than your normal V8 supercar event. I, I bet you get up close and personal with uh, a lot of the teams. It is. It's a popular event. But it's always a really great opportunity to view the racing from, from different vantage points. And the, the paddock area is great up there. So you do get up close and personal with it, with a driver or with a team. Um, uh, and that's quite common. Now, you are the go-to guys for V8 supercar trips. What other packages to other V8 supercar events do you do? Well, last week we spoke about the Perth Super Night. Love that. Night racing. Great value for money. We've also got Gold Coast, which is always on, on our calendar. Again, that one is a night racing event next year. So we're super excited about that for the first time. The Bathurst 1000, 
who doesn't love that? The biggest and best and most popular. And also the, the Melbourne 400. So the, the five most popular and we have some, some great packages to all of them. Exactly right. Now, the other thing you got to remember with Sportsnet Holidays is everything is official. They organise everything for you. Accommodation, race tickets. With Darwin, we're getting incredible hospitality packages. We're getting transfers from the accommodation to and from the track. And if you book the five-night package, you're going to get a fishing trip as well. Absolutely amazing. Daniel, what more can you add to this? Beefy, if this sounds like something or your listeners are, are interested in, they can visit our website at sportsnetholidays.com. All the information is there. Alternative, they can call one of our super friendly sales team on 1300-888-858. Great accommodation. Official ticketing packages, transfers to and four on the track, special experiences all thrown in. Give them a call, 1300-888-858, or you can just look at their internet site for all the packages available, www.sportsnetholidays.com. Thanks, Daniel. Absolutely have a belting weekend hopefully it's uh, going to be filled full of sport <laughs> definitely will do yourself as well baby thank you very much you're listening to the bucket list all right we're back on the bucket list this morning hopefully your weekend will be as filled of sport as daniel Ciccone from sportsnet holidays and we've got the roller derby girls here we do from the victorian roller derby team and uh, they've just come back from canada in Montreal, you went to French Canada. Yes, yeah. we did go to French Canada, where they all natively speak French, so and not English. <laughs> how did that? How did that work for you? <laughs> well, my French isn't too bad. Yeah. I, I learnt it in school, so I was pretty lucky. So key words like house, arena, and hospital. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese and Fromage. on the left uh, are all words that I know. But when you're going to the supermarket and trying to get some groceries, it's a bit more challenging because you're not quite sure what some of the items are and you're also not quite sure what the names of them are. So that that's quite tricky. Would be very hard. Uh, also, they've got some unusual foods there. I think you, there's one called poutine or something. How do you pronounce that? Poutine. Poutine. What is poutine? I don't know if I want to eat that. It just sounds it's wrong. Chips. It's just chips. What? With what? It's gravy. Chips, gravy. Cheese curd. Cheese curd. Cheese and then melted chop, over the top. Toppings. It's it like, sounds disgusting, it, but it's really good. It sounds like something you get from a kebab shop. As well, yeah. really is. They have yeah. trucks. I mean, mm, I guess it's carbs better. on carbs on carbs. <laughs> is it yummy? It's delicious. It actually is. <laughs> I've had it before. And if you're like, saying no, Pavey, you I'm, haven't had good poutine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of the, you know, the all of the goodness, but uh, <laughs> there are some poutines of different flavours, so you don't have to go with the cheese curd, which is no. not my favourite because it just does not look appealing. <laughs> but if you go with, like, the more, like, spaghetti bolognese sort oh, of look, yeah. that's kind of my type of poutine, the yeah. pasta sauce, and then you've got the parmesan cheese, and then you've got your fries. Perfect gluten-free snack. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> Maybe. So go back. Go back one step. Why roller derby? How how did you girls get involved in it? Why why was it attractive? Uh, I went. I took my siblings to a skate rink back in 2010 and saw a flyer, and I was like, "Those chicks look really cool, mm. and I want to be like them." <laughs> so I went to a session and just met some incredible people, and really loved the vibe, and I loved doing something weird and something I'd never done before. And my mum was a roller skater when I was a kid. Well, when she was younger, so I, I took to it quite naturally, and. The rest is history. It's a great space for girls and women and um, it's really supportive and it's, yeah, fun. Was that in Perth? Yes, it was yeah, in Perth, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about oh. yourself? 
Well, I, I've been on a bit of a journey, uh, Beefy. Yeah, so I um, started as a ballerina back in the day. So mm. I would have been one of those kids that did tap, ballet, jazz. And when I got to my teenage angst years, it was a bit more challenging to want to continue the ballet. And um, when I went to university, I actually finished my diploma in dance and didn't want to be a teacher. Uh, and I didn't actually get approved to go to dance school either. So I was in this kind of awkward hiatus of I'm studying business, but I still want to do some type of sport. And I saw some of the girls in Wellington, New Zealand, where I was growing up, handing out flyers like uh, Kelly over here. And I looked at that and went, oh, yeah, OK, I'll come and watch. And when I watched it, I went, I actually think I can do really well at this. And yeah. I learned how to uh, do more skating. I initially learned how to do some skating because my sister did figure skating. So I knew how to roller skate, just not how to play roller derby. So uh, the first thing they teach you was all the falls. And I was the kid that was learning how to do falls with my roller skates and no padding, no gear. So I was doing knee slides with no knee pads. Do not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, how do you fall? There's a, a, there are like three or four different falls that they teach you when you're starting. The first one is like the knee slide. So you know how you kind of go into like a, a squat position and then you put down your knee like a lunge? Yeah. You, you kind of go into that position and then you fall either on both knees or you can just tap your kneecap down. Okay. So that's one fall. There's also the baseball slide where you start in that same lunge position, but you like fall on your bum. Mm-hmm. And then you just come up that way. Or if in doubt, uh, the Cali special is the turtle, uh, which is when you fall on both your elbows and both of your knees and you kind of just slide forwards. Wow. Yeah, that's that's the personal favorite of Cali's nice. over here. And my personal favorite would be the uh, rock star, I like to call it, yeah. where you kind of, you know how you do air guitar and you fall onto both knees and then you lean ah, back? Yeah. Power slide. Yeah, the, yeah. the power slide. Now, uh, the roller derby, all the local leagues and everything else put on what what you would call fresh meat sessions. <laughs> yes. They, is yes. it still called fresh meat? Yes. Yeah, it is. We're, as a sport, we're trying to get away from I, that I language. thought you might have, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we, it's like rookies or new yeah. skaters – um, we have a learn to skate and learn to derby programs. So we don't really call them fresh meat. No. But, um, I think that's one really valuable point is if people are interested in playing roller derby or learning how to skate, is that that is actually the first thing that we cover is how yeah. to fall because a yeah. lot of people mm. say, they're like, oh, I do, I'd, I'd hurt myself. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we the first, you know, six months is like learning how to be safe. So yeah, and no you doubt. don't have to be like me. They give you padding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for anyone interested, by the way, down at Springer's uh, Ledger Centre in Keysborough, there is actually a kind of come and try or learn how to skate day down there. So uh, please check out that Springer's Leisure Centre. So it's a uh, role for a spec day as well. So any new person who wants to kind of get involved and try out roller derby, please uh, jump on down there. You should try that, Beefy. I should. It's really That's common as well. <laughs> it's really common as well for people to come and actually just try and play roller derby before having seen it as well. I'm mm. um, like Pavey. You were lucky enough to have seen a game, but I hadn't seen any. <laughs> I hadn't seen any roller derby prior to um, actually trying it out. So mm. you don't I, I think, need to know what's going on. I think most people are probably over forty-ish. Remember the mm. WWE style. Roller Derby used to be on TV on Sunday afternoons and things. It was a pretty uh, scripted type deal, but at least it kind of showed people what the sport was about and the basics of it. So people did get a a feeling and they Mm. kind of knew, and obviously we talked about the film, which 
it would have been a decent entry to yeah. seeing Roller Derby and what it was all about. The film is a little bit different to how we play. So in the film, it's a bank, bank track. track. Yeah, but we play on flat. So in Australia, that means it's more accessible in the sense that we can play in basketball courts or concrete or sports courts. Um, where bank track has kind of died out because it's not... Um, Impractical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expensive. So, yeah. Trying so to keep the cost of sport down, absolutely. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Are you using the same sort of skates and wheels for each surface? Uh, we change each wheels uh, depending on the surface. We tr- we try not to because <laughs> it's yeah. just change of habit. But um, we do often take wheels with us and, and adjust it according to the floor. Um, but most our skates often stay the same. Yeah, yeah. you normally keep the boots and then you just ch- take the wheels off and on and adjust to what's according to the, the surface because there are multiple surfaces, as Kelly said. We have like polished wooden floors, which will react different to if you're on concrete, which will react different to if you're on sports courts. So each of those different areas is kind of like the same mm. when you're playing golf and you're looking at how the wind temperature is, whether it's like a cold day or whether that particular humidity is changing how you use your putter. It's the same thing, but with roller skates in a different surface. Do you have a preferred surface? Polished concrete. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we train. That so, concrete. Oh. <laughs> so we train um, on our polished concrete at, at our training venue in Preston. Uh, so that's what we're used to. But it's very rare to get that overseas. So we often have to um, prepare for sports courts more yeah. popular yeah. over there. Isn't that a little bit harder on your hands or whatever if, you, if you're falling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we don't care. <laughs> I, I call I call sports court the cheese grater because when I first learned how to uh, actually like skate on on sports court, it was quite new to have that sort of surface and they had little rivets at the bottom of the ground so when yeah. you fall, it cuts up your skin. Oh. And so you'd end up with all of these little grazes like on the side of your bum or oh. on your arm and it's not anyone else, it's actually just the floor eating you. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> now, we talked about you girls winning in 2017 and uh, obviously you've come back from this tournament and sounds like you were the team to beat. I know that uh, Rose City have won now four times out of the last five you girls winning the other one because you've come from so far away and you've won it before are you kind of the team that everyone wants to play and beat I think so. I think so. The commentators treat us that way and ah. the opponents do as well. Victorian roller derby a few years ago really changed the sport and we went to braced walls and really changed the fundamentals of how we actually function as a sport now. So during comment, it's always the point of call going, when are you going to change the sport next? Right. Um, so we are really held to a high standard yeah. in that regard that, you know, we're bringing new strategy, we're bringing new plays, we're always um, bringing new bench calls. We brought new bench calls this year that has been um, a bit of discussion about. So we definitely have that standard um, next to us here. Yeah. There's right. also the oh. stigma around the fact that we're not playing very often so people don't get to see right. us that much. So mm. because we're travelling so far, we only travel so many times, whereas Portland, Rose City and Gotham in New York, they're, they're playing quite a lot because they've got many American teams that they can play, yeah. uh, but we don't. So the minute someone sees us, it's like, oh, it's a treat. We actually get to see um, someone from Melbourne all the way in Australia playing. Well, they should bite the bullet and come and do an Australian tour. Oh, I mean, they really... Really should. So we are looking into something like that for next year. Um, we've got a few supporters um, behind the scenes and we're hoping to have something yeah. next year. Absolutely. No, that would be good. Yeah. Oh, we, we'd like to see Rose City here. If they've won the World Championship, well, they need mm. to get outside their own backyard. <laughs> anyway, what I, what I need you girls to do, because uh, we talked about top ten mm. lists and things like that, can you think of some of the great roller derby names, punny names? I know uh, Screw Barrymore and uh, G-Banger. Obviously, I don't know where they've gone from the scene. 
but uh, I saw they weren't on the roster. So I'm not. Uh, I'm Screw cons- is now under Lauren Foot. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Real name. So she's Real hanging name. around. Well, that's yeah. not good. Anyway, so we're going to take our last break, and then we'll yeah. come back. And okay. I need you to think of some very funny roller derby punny names for us. You know, Beefy, when you're travelling, you never know what's going to happen with the currency market. The currency can fluctuate up or down. That's why it's good to find out more about Travel Money Oz. Yeah, it doesn't matter how skilled you are or how many times you've exchanged before. There is no foolproof way to get the best exchange rate. Ah, unless, of course, you take out Travel Money Oz's rate move guarantee because they can give you that. Winner, winner. One less thing you have to worry about when you're travelling. You can give them a call on 1300 426 That's 1300 426 Or you can just jump on their internet site, www.travelmoneyoz.com. That's travelmoneyoz.com. This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. And good morning. We are hanging out this morning with the Victorian Roller Derby League. We have the All-Stars. They're fresh back from Montreal where they had a massive effort there. They came third. We're speaking with Kelly Walker and Pavey this morning. Good morning, ladies. Hello. Hi. Good now, to be here. I've looked into Roller Derby quite intensively mm. over the past few years and uh, I am writing a book at the minute about sports nicknames and roller derby is synonymous with having these pseudonyms that uh, you kind of go under well some are a bit wild some are gory some are just punny like mm. we've talked about screw barrymore and uh, uh, g banger but I-, I have a few is there any kind of names that stand out for you girls that are just when you just read them you just laugh I think I think Lady Trample's pretty funny, um, having heard that for the first time, but it's just normal for us now. Um, and the Scold Eagle. My personal favourite at the moment is Who's Your Daddy? That's, <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. So that, that skater changes their name every tournament. All the time. So, all the time. Oh, so okay. Previously they were um, Decoldus Winters, or their name is Lauren Kill, so that's pretty great too. Yeah. yeah. Lauren Kill, yeah. yeah. So I've got a couple here that I've uh, put, to, put together. There's... Uh, Malice in Wonderland, Eva Destruction, uh, Susie Seidel. So there, there are quite a few. Uh, there's, uh, there's one here, though, clearly an Australian, Vegemite. That sounds amazing. Where's that come from? <laughs> Why are we, we haven't seen Vegemite kicking around. But uh, there's uh, Nicole Skidman. <laughs> Obviously. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I know Skate Bush is uh, kicked mm, around for yeah, a while. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, uh, it's brilliant. So we still, we haven't found a name for die yet so uh, uh that's I'm the keen problem dr die dr die sound like a soft drink <laughs> <laughs> it could be like dr pepper yeah exactly yeah. that's it i need something really scary uh, exactly. scary girls oh. thanks for joining us congratulations on third place in the world thank championships uh, thanks. Th- thanks for coming in and spending an early saturday morning with us thank you melbourne thank you die good to have you back thank you beefy and thanks for rob for filling in hey there beefy hey rob do you have nothing to do all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've got nothing to do all the time, Rob. Well, guess what? I've found something that you can do with your nothing time. <laughs> What's that, Rob? Listen to a great podcast called 365 Days of Sport. Right. It stars you and me. Oh, wow. So, other people can listen to it besides the people who are on it. Yeah. If you want. Get it wherever you get your podcast from. We're on Spotify too. 365 days of sport. It's the podcast you never knew you wanted to listen to.